Welcome to The Trend, the podcast that uh, apparently can't avoid politics, no matter how hard it tries to avoid things that are political. I am your host, Jack Dodgen, joined as always by my co-host, Spencer Shaw. How are you doing, Spencer? I'm doing good. Just getting healthy, though, but doing good. Yeah, you were, you were sick. You were still willing to record last week, though, but we uh, we said, you know... The only thing trending is politics, so let's put it off another week and see what happens. And here we are. Uh, from those who, because uh, we, we don't have it titled yet, but as you'll see from the title, this is going to be a political episode. Because what happened in the last week? I mean, you called it. Uh, you said, yeah, let's wait and see. Let's wait one more week and see if something new trends. And here we are. Yeah, uh, this whole refugee thing pops off, and uh, we are now. I mean, that's that is the only thing that is trending that's being talked about. It is just dominating everywhere. Well, conversations all over the place, and it's it's just constant. This this type of year, new president coming in, the his first days in office are normally the ones he tries to do the most. So you got a lot of. A lot of this stuff going on. I will say, though, the refugee stuff is a little less political than the stuff going on last week, if that makes any sense. Sure. Last week was, like, only political. There wasn't much. Yeah, last week there was... I mean, there's protesting and stuff this week. There's protesting and stuff last week, but last week's protest was more protesting because we don't like who Trump is. And some of that may still exist here as well, uh, just protesting because they still don't like the guy and they're not willing to work with the guy. And, you know, we're not debating that today or anything. But um, but there is a uh, kind of a, a, a different purpose for the protesting this time. It's yeah. because of something the president said uh his executive order specifically on uh, the whole refugee thing which absolutely came out of nowhere uh now I, I say came out of nowhere we he he had talked about this as he was campaigning and things like that so that's not what we mean but uh i didn't see this coming uh, uh it was a few days ago it was the the women's march not that long after that it was the march for life and then, boom. Boom, yeah. Uh, there, there's lockdown at airports and things like this. And uh, just kind of caught us off guard. I think caught everybody off guard. And I think that's part of where this, uh, where the reaction's coming from. See, it, it, what I thought was it would have been nice if, you know, you, you can't announce it. I think you've, you've mentioned this to me before, but you can't announce it before it's actually implemented. Otherwise, you'll have a huge rush of people that we can't handle if, sure. if, if you're going to do something like this. Yeah, yeah. if the purpose but, is to keep terrorists out, you can't say, here in a month, we'll be instituting a thing to keep terrorists yeah. out. Well, okay, well, then in the next month, get ready. But it, uh, it, it would have been nice if, you know, you make the ban at 10 in the morning, and then you come out at noon and make a press conference saying this is what we just... Yeah, that was part of the thing, too, is there was no follow-up with it for a while. It was just kind of I mean, there, and the, we were the trying to figure out what was going on. The first thing I heard that he s- said was by a uh, 
Facebook post by a news outlet, and that was, I read it yesterday, but it was from Sunday afternoon was when yeah. the, the post was actually made. So, I mean, that's that's two, three days after it actually happened. That is the first time that I heard a statement by him because I had a lot of questions. I was like, I'm not... At first, since I'm I, like I'm not sure how I feel about this because I don't exactly know what it is. Um, yeah, and if that it may makes you be feel any of, better. I still don't know how I feel about any of this. I'm confused, uh, and there are so many things going on, and there's still not much of a, a clarification. Like Trump hasn't been on. Try, he, there hasn't been like a formal press conference no. yet, has there? Not, uh, not that I know of. The clarification would be good. But uh, about what's going on, but all the clarification I'm seeing are just from different news outlets, and who knows what's fake news and real news these days, that, or alternative news. That may just be a symptom of the fact that he's not a politician, and he's, you know, he may just still be trying to figure out how to do this kind of. It's well, yeah, but you've got people in your corner that are supposed to be telling you, hey. Uh, you might want to be doing this. Yeah, I don't know but, that, but you are right. I mean, he's used. He doesn't. To, you leave the show on a cliffhanger, and there's drama until next week. Catch us how, next time at seven o'clock on Thursday night. How much? How much does he listen to to people though? Sometimes I like. That's if, true. Like if he gets it set in his head, he's going to do something. I'm not sure how he much. He doesn't he'll, seem but, much like a uh, uh, listen to an advisor type of guy. Like I said, my my first thought was, well, he's not a politician, so he's probably trying to figure out how to do this, and that's why it was kind of bumpy coming out. Sure. And then I'm like, well, by this point, an advisor needs to tell him, you know, you need to get on TV, or you need to release a big formal statement that blankets the media, you know, about what's, which I haven't seen what's going on yeah i haven't seen that yet uh not even a a tweet though he has put some stuff on twitter uh some people have made this point uh before we jump into that uh it's really great that uh because i think trump more than than most uh people in the political world uh is using twitter himself yeah like uh you know barack obama hillary clinton and and others they would say you know, this is handled by one of their one of their press people, but any that are specifically from them, you know, like if it's from Barack Obama, it'll have you know uh, bo on there. You know, it's from him. Oh, okay. Uh, but for the most part, it was just things they agreed with or whatever. But it was kind of cleaned up, and it wasn't really them. This is Trump unfiltered a lot of the time, which uh, which is not always good, but it is good to see that. Most of Trump and, is unfiltered. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but it's, I think it's good to see that. Like, it's good to see what he's saying, what he's actually saying, what he actually means by those things. It's yeah. not cleaned up. It's just straight up, uh, just like anybody else. You which know, is, I don't have somebody to clean up my tweets. If I say something stupid, everybody knows it. Which is one reason people liked him, because he just, you know, you actually saw him, which, I, which is rare in the political world. Um, right, and I'm not saying, yeah, we're not saying that he is necessarily a guy to aspire to be. I don't think that that's, <laughs> but it's good that, I mean, that that is what uh, 
people weren't like, wow, this guy is just such a great role model, but they were like, wow, he's he's honest. He's transparent about who he is. He's a person. I mean, I think that was because you, you know, one reason I think he got into some of the the, you know, big trouble with people talking about him when he was trying to get elected was that, you know, you've got a lot of these politicians who grew up and they're like, I'm going to be a politician. So everything that they did from like the point they got into college was preparing to, and that wasn't Trump. I mean, he just kind of, I just did whatever. Yeah. You, you kind of see, uh, there was some video, um, you know, about him before when he was being interviewed and he was in essence saying, no, I'm never going to run for, for president. You know, it would take a lot to get me, but now, here he is. Sure. Um, so you, you, you did even going back and looking at him before it was just him unfiltered. So, uh, which was good. A lot of people liked it. There was also a lot of bad moments where stupid, <laughs> yeah. stupid things were done, but it's good. I think it's good to see those bad moments, uh, you know, but, uh, this, this may be a conversation for another day. Cause this could actually go for a while. Uh, cause there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of good to unfiltered just kind of seeing who, uh, you know, somebody somebody is not being cleaned up and all that stuff. So, uh, but let's we're gonna kick it back to this because uh, I did this on the other podcast and I'm a part of. Uh, we were making a, a New Year's resolution to uh, not make it the world's longest 15 minute podcast over there because uh, we would say it's 15 minutes and then speak for 25. So. So we're trying to keep it for all of our listeners here at a manageable length uh, for you to uh, to enjoy this stuff. Somewhere between five minutes and five hours. That's it's like a preacher count of time. Yeah, like that sermon was somewhere between. Yeah, uh, so we're gonna try not to do that. I started the uh, the timer late, of course, which I did with the other podcast too. Which I'm trying to be on time. And I started the timer like two minutes late. So, but going by this, we have a little bit of time to deal with what in the world is going on with this whole refugee thing. And then kind of what, what are some things we're seeing with, from Christians? And then, uh, you know, what, what can we do to respond to it? And that's kind of more of a neutral, uh, idea of what can we do to respond to it? Things that both sides, regardless of what you believe of this, uh, uh, can do this, and should be willing to do these kinds of things. So we'll get there. Um, but I was reading from, and, and Spencer and I talked about this before the show, uh, from a website called National Review that tackled this thing. Now, I almost didn't want to give the website because some people who agree with what's being said are going to go, yep, this is the truth 100%, and then others are are going to go, okay, well, this is fake news, or they're not giving all the facts or whatever. I really hate that that's where we are in society, uh, is, you know, if it agrees with me, it's true. If it doesn't agree with me, it's fake. And you can, I mean, you can go online and find anything that agrees with you. That's that's just how that works. Um, from what I understand, this is a, a reputable site. I don't know if, I don't know if they lean one way or the other. Um, but they did, appear to from what I uh, from what I've seen uh, uh, to do very thorough work on this so here are a few points they made about this 
uh, that the, uh, and we'll just list these briefly, that the executive order uh, temporarily halts refugee admissions for 120 days uh, to improve the vetting process, and then it'll cap the refugee admission at 50000 per year, which, according to this article, was pretty typical. George W. Bush capped it at about fifty. Previously, before Bush, it was around there as well. And it was the same with Obama until the last uh, couple years of his administration where he kind of just really ramped that up. Um, so it's Obama's was more the change to the norm, not saying that's good or bad, uh, but it was more the change to the norm, and Trump has kind of taken it back to what the normal numbers were. Um, so there's that. Uh, the second thing, it's a 90-day ban. It poses a temporary 90-day ban on people entering the U.S. from uh, these countries, Iraq, Syria, Iran, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, and Yemen. Uh, places that, I mean, those places weren't chosen with a dart thrown at a map of the Middle East. It, those are places that, uh, even under the Obama administration, had been marked as uh, having a lot of terrorist activity uh, or under the control of uh, kind of terrorist governments and things like that. So that's that's the reason those things are there. Uh, but those have been on a list for a long time. Uh, that's where the choice of who do we kind of halt for a little while. Yeah. Third thing they said was this. Uh, Trump's order puts an indefinite hold. Definite's not a word I like. You know, you, you watch basketball, so it's, when some guy has an ankle sprain, it's like he's going to be out indefinitely. I know what that word means, but every time I see that, it's like his career's over. Yeah, because of an ankle thing. Yeah, it's just that word. So it, for a, for a amount of time that we don't know, could be short, could be long. Um, Trump's order puts a, a hold on those uh, Syrian refugees into the United States until he's determined uh, that. There's been enough changes to the vetting process and things that we can allow them in without upsetting the national national interest of you know keeping protection and things like that. Um, which, as this article pointed out, uh, was kind of keeping in line with the Obama administration until the last couple of years. Um, in 2011, we allowed 29 refugees in from Syria. 31 in 2012, 36 in 2013, 105 in 2014, and then 2015, it was 1,682, and in 2016, it was 13,000. So we went from hardly any to 13,000, but it was only those last couple of years where things really went off. Uh, and you can say, you know, things got worse in those last couple of years or uh, what have you, but the point is this, the practice was very similar up until those uh, years of 2015 and 2016. Um, you've kind of already made this point in Go ahead. what you said, but I just kind of wanted to reinforce it. The, the interesting thing when you go and look through everything that's been done is that whether you think it's right or wrong to do any of this stuff, it's, it's not new. I think that's one thing that some yeah. people think is that Trump's coming out and doing this thing that's brand new, and it's it's not. Pretty much, I mentioned to you, I think the last six presidents and at some in some way have banned uh, immigrants from a specific country from coming in. Uh, Obama in 2011 
ban people from Iraq. You know, the number of people he's going to let in afterwards is not new. The worry about Syria is not new. These countries, they're not new. None of this, nothing that he's doing is is new. Um, So even if you have a problem with it, it's it's nothing that hasn't been done um, before. So it's not just a a well Trump is coming. No, we've been doing this forever to some extent. I mean, yeah, um, for a while, even even before Obama's administration and things, you know, with 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 Bush and those things, the, those parts of the world have been a concern. Uh, things going on over there have been a concern. And, uh, you know, they've kind of been on watch. I think the I think the difference, if there is any in these things, is that Trump is putting I mean, he put a tremendous amount of focus on those things in his campaign. And he's largely the things that he said, this is what I'm going to do when I get in. He's followed through on a lot of those things so far, Um, which to his credit, whether you agree that those things were right or wrong. He is doing a lot of things that he said he was going to do. Um, and so maybe that's where the difference comes in is it's more of a focus instead of kind of a, a backdoor swept under the rug kind of thing. Um, yeah. That he is placing a tremendous amount of focus on actually doing something here about this issue. Uh, a couple more things here, and then we'll just kind of talk for a bit. Uh, okay, so fourth, they say in this article, there's been a, a ton of outrage over prioritizing those uh, in a particular religion to be like at the front of the line to come in. Um, that's not, uh, I don't, what would that, it wouldn't be racist. Religionist? Is I, that a thing? It needs to be a thing if it's not a, I mean, there <laughs> needs to be a word to define. So the, the idea is those that would be Christian or, uh, you know, basically non-Muslim from these Muslim countries, they would kind of have preference. They wouldn't be exclusively allowed in, and and, um, Trump hasn't said that, um, but that they would be given preference. Part of that makes sense because you're dealing with, I mean, some of these people are are running away because they're being persecuted for not being Muslim. Uh, for not following Islam and, and all that stuff, so that's that makes sense in one degree. But it it would be bad, I think, if we're saying only Christian refugees or only, and it wouldn't work. I mean, it's just easy to say, "Oh yeah, I'm a Christian," and get in when you're not actually one. That's, I mean, we've got uh, we've got people in America who sit in churches every week who aren't actually Christian but say they are. We'll talk about that another time. Um, but, uh, you know, that would be an easy way to get through. But that's kind of a, I don't know, that's kind of a non-issue from what I can tell. But this is the big one. And I think this is the biggest thing that people are getting upset about is, uh, I mean, the, the hashtag, and we're going to put this in the title, uh, and it's one that's been trending, is Muslim ban. That this is a thing completely excluding all, if you are a Muslim, you are not allowed in the country because you are a terrorist and all but none of the things that Trump said, which hasn't been, my, you know, no press conference, those things, he hasn't clarified a lot of this, but in the executive order and all that stuff, it's not banning Muslims. Now, these are primarily Muslim areas. Uh, I mean, they're all primarily Muslim areas, um, but they're not banning people just because their skin color is this or because their religion is this. Uh, it is a 
an attempt to uh, kind of stop the flow from heavy terrorist areas. Now there are going to be innocent people caught in that, and I think that's where the I think that's where the divide comes in. Uh, I mean, have have you been seeing stuff about this on Facebook? I don't know who you're. Uh, yeah, I don't know what kind of friends you have. Uh, I I imagine that you've got friends that are all for this thing, and then some that are completely against this thing, and some that kind of fall in the middle. Uh, yeah, I've mo- I, I've seen so much of both. Most of the just because of where I'm from, Texas and Oklahoma, most of <laughs> yeah. the people are for it. Yeah. But I do have quite a few that are very much outspoken against it. So I see the the back and forth stuff and it all makes the time. Sense. Because even even yeah. if I had everybody that was for it or everybody that was against it, they've got friends that disagree who are going to comment, and then yes. you got stuff going on. So. Yeah, yeah, and that's everywhere. that's the big thing too is you've got uh, uh, the ability to see other people's comments, or especially on Twitter. If people, I think, on Twitter are more readily there to jump in on somebody that they disagree with, um, yeah. and just go at them. So, well, uh, so I've you see it just all over the place. I want to uh, say where, one thing about the the last point that you made. This was something that you said before. Um, that it's nowhere in, in anything does the, the word Muslim even show up when you're talking about the, the band. Uh, right. It's just that what happened was they said these are the, the countries with the highest uh, terrorist activity, and so these are the ones we're going to ban for a short amount of time until we figure out how to better vet those coming in. Right. And those countries... Uh, in essence, just happen to be uh, majority uh, Muslim countries. I mean, because those are the the countries that the have the highest. So it wasn't let's go find the countries that are are Muslim because the top five countries with Muslim population aren't even on the list. It was let's find the the countries with the highest uh, terrorist activity, and those are the ones that we're going to temporarily keep out and. Something that you mentioned before regarding the uh, some people saying that this priority is given to to Christians. You you mentioned that a refugee coming in, one of the things they have to tell is their religion, because being yes. a part of a a religion and a group that is in a minority in a country and is therefore being oppressed because they are that an. That minority is, in essence, what a refugee is. So when you're, when the countries that you're worried about because of terrorists are uh, Muslim majority countries, any religion that is not uh, Islam would be con- would be a minority, and therefore people fleeing would be considered refugee because of that religious minority. I mean, it's right not, and something that Trump put on, it's kind of our definition of how we define and look at a refugee. The idea of freedom of religion is a big draw here. And it it was, I mean, it was the reason 
that uh, the colonists left in the first place because their religion was being dictated by the king, uh, among other things. But that was one of those things that kind of pushed them over the edge. And when they got here, they said, you know, you need to be able to just practice your religion. Uh, and However, you know, because it was being dominated by the government, uh, telling them how to worship and how to do these things and all that. And so it would make sense that you've got people that are, if they're being persecuted for their religion, where do I go? Well, I can go to this place where they say that whatever your religion is, you're free to practice it. Um, So that that just makes sense. But I, I think part of the problem with this is how sudden it was. And I do think that there are people out there who... Um, just because it's because it's Trump doing this, it doesn't matter what he does, even if it's a good thing or a bad thing. They're just going to oppose it because Trump is doing it. Like I said, it's um, it's, and we've mentioned it's nothing new. Um, sure, and yeah, it, no, it's yeah. it's never got nobody's in the past has gotten upset like this when, in essence, exact same things have have happened. Maybe not on as big of a scale, but. Have sure, the- and but people people protested the fire out of Obama constantly. I mean, constant. Uh, it it's it comes with the territory. Uh, the wound is still fresh, you know, because all these people are like, well, Hillary is supposed to be president, won the popular vote, and all those things, and just so it's still kind of a. Not only did you not get your president, but look now he's doing this and he's doing this and he's doing this and just. It's it hasn't had any time to kind of heal up a little bit, um, and so it's I think it's still fresh in a lot of people that they're just ready to go out and and oppose and fight and all this stuff. Some of the stuff I've been seeing from uh, Christians on both sides are uh, uh, one, and these are the two big arguments I see: is one we need to protect America; these things are good to protect our borders, do those things. Uh, I'm not opposed to protecting our borders and all that stuff um, myself, uh, but the way this maybe was rolled out uh, might not have been the best. Now, I don't know what, I don't know how to do that better. I'm not president either, so it's not what I'm not running for president. Um, uh, but that's kind of one side is we need to protect the nation uh, and those things from those that would do us harm. And then on the other side, it's we need to. And these are Christian perspectives. Uh, we need to love our neighbors. That includes everybody. We need. I mean, there are, there are people who are innocent, and we do need to say this: the majority of people coming over by by a vast majority are fleeing because of legitimate reasons. There are a few that are actually coming to do us harm. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the overwhelming number of people who are trying to they just want to live life, um, and so you have the people on that side that are saying we need to let those people in, we need to love them, take care of them, do what we can for them, uh, allow them to have the same opportunities that we have uh, here in this country and those kinds of things. So it's I understand both sides, and that's what I was saying at the very beginning is I am confused as to yeah. where I stand on this. Um, I am an American. I live in America, you know, the United States of America. I want to, uh, we can't just let every single person come in. I mean, uh, I don't, the infrastructure and, and the resources and things to handle that. I don't know that we have that. Um, and 
we need to protect ourselves from things that have been happening. And we have seen terrorists in other countries, especially in Europe, that are just getting torn up um, because they're a little less strict on who can come in and those types of things. Which is... That being said, I understand that innocent people are getting caught in the crossfire more often because most people are going to be innocent people. Um, and they're getting caught in the crossfire, and that's not that just doesn't feel right uh, to harm them uh, for the sake of of us. You know, it's it's that's one seems more selfish, but then it also seems good. You know, protection is good, but there's also yeah. selfishness that comes with protection, and so and, and yeah, so I get it, but. Well, I was from from my perspective, you know, I've we've talked about this. I don't have a problem and I think it ended up being a good idea what Trump did, but it's interesting I said ended up being a good idea because when I first heard about it, I didn't necessarily think that because when yeah. it, I, like we've talked about like we talked about earlier, I think it would have been better if after, you know, even a day after all of it, if there was some kind of press conference or something like that where he explained what was going on, because it was kind of like, you know, you wake up and you see that this has happened. And so I had a lot of questions at first. It was, you know, it's like, you know, I could see this being a good idea, but what is the the end result? Why are we doing this? Sure. My first thought was we need to do this for a short amount of time while we get our stuff together and figure out how we can better allow these people um, that need to be here, you know, to save their families, save their, their lives, to better their lives. I, I definitely want those people to come in. I feel... For those people, even now, I feel for the people who have been caught in this. Unfortunately, you know, kids and and families that have spent so much time to get over here and then are having to wait or or whatever. I I feel for them. I want them to be able to come here and uh, better their lives. But you've, in my opinion, you've got to be able to do that safely. And so when I first saw it come out, I was like, if it's for a short amount of time so we can figure out how to do it safely and safely help these people that need our help, that would be a good thing, which is what it initially yeah. turned out to be. And then you had this thing about, well, Christians are getting priority. And I'm like, well, I don't think that's right. And then it turned out, you know, when you actually read about it, that's not exactly, that's not what's happening at all. Um, and um, another issue initially, again, that I had was that those that had green cards were only going to be accepted on a case-by-case basis. You know, people yeah. that have gone through years and years and years of time and vetting and all this stuff to, to get that card. I didn't think that was a good idea. And nope. from my understanding, that has been changed as well. Yeah, um, I think I think... That was never, I don't think that was ever the intended part of this order, but um, but the way that it, that some implemented it. And I think this, because it was such a quick thing uh, that maybe we weren't ready to handle it 
as properly. And so some yeah. who tried to handle it, maybe handled it a wrong way and saying, well, sorry, this is how it goes. Yeah, but I have a green card. Well, sorry, but this is the order. Uh, and maybe just implemented it wrongly at a ground level. Yeah. See, and uh, when coming in, I was kind of on, you know, the shaky water. Like what, what exactly is this? Um, and at least for, for me now that most, it feels like most of the information about what's going on is out. Um, and it was exactly what I thought would be the, the, the good route to, to go. I mean, you need to, to protect the people here. Like all of us need to protect our, our family, but we do still, and I understand the, the serving your neighbor. I mean, we are as Christians are still called and I still want to reach out and help those that need our help. But I just think you have to do it, do it safely. And we weren't prepared to do that. And so there yeah. had to be a period of time where we said, we, we can't deal with this for a short period of time while we figure out how we can help you um, so, and not risk other people. So real quickly, uh, as we come to a close here, guess what? <laughs> we did, we didn't keep it twenty minutes at all. Um, but don't worry, listener. Close? I think uh, no, not close. This is going to be a thirty minute podcast. Um, but uh, <laughs> that's close in my book. <laughs> that's okay. That's <laughs> oh, you have low standards uh, for closeness, but uh, that'll work. <sighs> you should hear um, me preach. <laughs> listen, I'm got mine. I'm now a I'm a twenty minute guy now. I remember the days of 40 minutes, um, uh, you know, like the two or three times, and then I got in trouble. Uh, I went but, to your brother-in-law's yes. church. Um, okay. New Year's Day and mm-hmm. spoke. And my lesson was I vamped at the end and extended my conclusion to get it to 22 minutes. Wow. <laughs> Okay, well, yeah, you they can't all be uh, 40 minutes. And that's been part of the thing, too, is sometimes you have – there's enough information out there to talk forever. Um, but sometimes there's not information for a 40-minute sermon. Sometimes the topic does not need 40 minutes. No, uh, Sometimes do, the topic needs 30 minutes, like I, our thing today. I do wish this – not to get too off topic. We've talked about this before. I would rather – I'd rather preach once for – 50 minutes then twice for 25 oh yeah yeah definitely um okay before we before we close this i wanted to give kind of some general application regardless of what you think about the situation that's going on here because we are a podcast dealing with things looking at it from a christian perspective and trying to find some kind of answers um the two things we've got here are uh, one regardless of how you feel about the situation, pray for those being turned away. I mean, they are running for a reason, uh, and they've been they've been turned away. Uh, this is the place that they thought they were going to get away from uh, the dangers that they were facing, and now they have to, what's, what's plan B? What's the next plan? And all those things. So be praying for those people. Be praying for our leadership. Trump's been president now for, what, like a, two weeks? Like he's actually yeah. been in office. Uh, so be praying for those that lead us uh, at every level, uh, from elder in the church to president of the, the nation, praying for all leaders, and be praying for the nation. We're 
I mean, we're we're very, and I think it's always been this way. There's always been kind of a divide, but it seems like that where you are on that divide is what defines you now. Uh, you, which which side do you pick? Which side are you going to be on? And then if you're whatever side you're on, you have to make sure that you bash the other side. It just seems like that's the world we're living in now. So I'd be praying that our nation would not all agree. Uh, disagreements are what make us great. Uh, it's the, the ability to work through those things, which we are severely lacking. And adding on to that, that's the second part of this application. Be willing to listen. Uh, there are good points on both sides. There are bad points on both sides. Uh, be willing to listen to everyone, and if you uh, disagree, uh, disagree gracefully. Okay, you're not always going to be right on everything, uh, and they're not always going to be right on everything. And if we would learn to just listen to other people's thoughts on things and uh, be willing to concede when somebody has a better idea, or uh, be willing to uh, gracefully handle when people disagree with us, uh, that will help this whole divide come together a little better. Again, we don't need to agree on everything, but we do have to work together. We, we've yeah. all got to live here together. Uh, and so we have to work together to make the best outcome possible. Uh, that's the trend for today. Hopefully next time we avoid uh, any political type stuff. My Probably guess, not. Though, Probably not. Yeah, but uh, that's the show for today. You can catch us at thetrendpod at gmail.com. That's thetrendpod at gmail.com. If we missed anything, if there's some trending stuff you want us to talk about or um, uh, just have any opinions on the the podcast, but don't say it needs to be shorter because we know that already. Uh, If you want to contribute to what we talked about today, post in the comments below on starttofinish.org. There are some new books coming out here shortly. Uh, that I'm pretty excited about. We're getting uh, the the book on First and Second Kings is being finished here soon. Did you see that today? I did. I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be great. He's been working on that for a while. It was a is a very difficult one for him to write, uh, but he says it's going to be real good. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. But starttofinish.org is where you catch this podcast, all the other stuff uh, that we do with Strong Church, and uh, hope you enjoy those things. Drop us a line. Let us know what we can talk about next time or what we've missed this week. That's the trend. We'll see you next time.